ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable. Okay, I'm finally back on a regular schedule, sort of. Turning in the podcast for the last couple episodes has been an ordeal, but I think we're back to normal. Thank you for your patience. I knew in advance last week was going to be bad. I didn't realize it was going to be like bad by like a whole day off. My bad. But I'm back in London. I'm fairly situated for now. I think I'm headed to Amsterdam sooner than later. I still haven't bought a train ticket. I'm on it. Sort of. I got friends in town. Just like everybody and their mom was in Paris for Beyonce, half of them left Paris and came to London. And then like there's a whole new influx of people for Beyonce in London. She has five nights here. Last night I went to dinner with friends or a friend and his friends who I'm just taking on as my friends because they were cool as hell. But remember how I used to be on GMA all the time? I literally have done Good Morning America 10 times. The guy who used to book me, him, he was in town. And then some of my friends from D.C. were in town. The grown, grown folks. I got to stop hanging out with these grown, grown people. I left the house last night and I had a tiny purse. So I didn't take my backup charger. Now my phone was at 100%. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to dinner with the guys. And I'm going to come right back home. I don't need to take my charger. I go to dinner with the guys. Lovely. I get a text from my friend. She and her friends have finished dinner and won a nightcap. Told them to come hang out with us, get some drinks here. Really cute space. But by the time they got there, the bar was closed. I thought the space closed at 12. It closed at 11. No worries. The guys are like, oh, we're going to this hookah bar down in Brixton. You want to come? Me, mind you, I don't live that far from Brixton. I was like, ooh, it's been a day. I think I'm going to call it a night. The grown grown folks were like, oh, come on. Let's go smoke hookah. So we ended up at this hookah bar in Brixton until 2 in the morning. I don't smoke. Hookah's just not my thing. So I just had a drink on top of the drinks that I already had at dinner. So I got home and was kind of lit. I had no intention of being out in the streets. I was like, I'm going to have a nice dinner with some friends and then I'm going to bring it on home. No, that's just not my London scenario. And then I woke up this morning. The only reason I woke up is because people were hitting me and they were like, what you doing tonight? And I was like, oh my God, again, again. I'm complaining like I'm not going to get dressed and be there again. I also got invited to the Beyonce concert in London. And I was like, I just went in Paris. And my friend was like, it wasn't good. And I was like, no, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I just don't need to see it like a second time. And so she was like, oh, but I want you to go. I like Beyonce. I really do. It was an enjoyable show. I had a great time. I'm probably going to end up at this concert. She and her friends, they live far more fabulous lives than I do. They're getting their makeup done for the show. And then they're doing a full photo shoot. One of the women is doing an outfit change in the middle of the show. She also traveled across the Atlantic with a hat box. I was like, y'all are really dedicated fans. This extra ticket really deserves to go to someone who has equal levels of dedication and joy that y'all have for this show. I want that for y'all. It's best. And she was like, okay, well, the ticket's yours. If you want it, just let me know. I'm going to end up with this Beyonce show. I'm going to end up wearing the same outfit I wore last time. I want to be outside right now. It's not really warm in London, but it's sunny, which is rare. So when it's a sunny day, I try to take advantage of it. But I'm sitting in the house waiting for my clothes to be delivered. After I arrived in my apartment three weeks ago, the owner let me know. He was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the washer dryer doesn't work. You could just ship out your clothes to have them washed and dry clean. And I'll just pick up the tab, which, okay, that's fine. But I misscheduled my clothes. Because I was waiting on the clothes yesterday. And I was like, why are my clothes come? And they were like, your delivery is set for tomorrow? And I was like, what? And then, lo and behold, they were right. And I was like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm going to end up at this concert, huh? 
There are worse ways to spend your time. Speaking of concerts, Usher has extended his dates in Paris. I already had tickets. You know I don't play about Usher. Me and one of my really good friends, my lawyer in fact, are Usher fanatics. So as soon as he announced the show, she hit me and was like, we going to Paris? And I was like, theoretically, I'll be in London, so I'll just pop over. So yeah, I know this shit sounds crazy. I'm fully aware. It don't sound crazy to me because it's my life. But then when I say stuff out loud, people are like, really? But otherwise, London is good. There's like a bunch of stuff going on this weekend. A bunch of folks in town, like I said. So I'll be outside. I was like, oh, I'm going to spend a nice quiet time inside. I'm going to work on this script. I'm going to focus. And then I ain't going to focus. This is why I feel lazy. (laughs) Shit I should be doing. Shit I'm not going to (sighs) do. What else is going on in the world? I was waiting on an announcement for Tina Turner's funeral. I saw something. Was it on the YBF? Shout out to Natasha. I think she had a post. There was some question, or at least the question was raised, about whether Tina Turner would have like a nice private funeral or whether we would get something along the lines of like Aretha Franklin, like her eight-hour funeral, which I was all in for because I was like, yes, let's celebrate Tina's life. Then her publicist put out a statement. I can't remember where I read it, but it was in one of like the legit publications. Her publicist was like, um, no, Tina will have a private funeral with very close family and friends and that will be it. There will be no event, which I mean, I had hopes for something bigger for selfish reasons, but it would kind of go against everything that Tina Turner was, especially in her later years. I mean, a woman moved to Switzerland and denounced her U.S. citizenship to get the fuck away from us and also retired from public life. She's like, I've, I've done enough. Remember the HBO documentary? Like she was like, goodbye, farewell. She was over us. She's like, I'm not performing anymore. I've performed enough. You have albums, you have videos, you have memories. I bid you adieu and bounced. We ain't really heard from her since until the announcement that she had passed. I will continue to celebrate Tina Turner. I might just go back to the show. Now, that's something I would see twice. The I, Tina show here in London, that was good performance. I ran into a lady last night. She's been on the Ghana trips with me and Davida, but she was sitting behind me in the restaurant. I was with friends, and so she waited until like literally the end when we were wrapping up to come over and speak. She told me that she listens to the podcast where I talk about the things that I've been doing in London because I haven't posted any of it on social media yet. When I first got to London, the first two weeks, I wasn't on social media, but I've talked about London on here. She was like, yeah, like we just jot down like all the stuff that you said, all the places you go. She said, we went to see Tina yesterday. It was amazing. And I was like, wasn't it? And she was like, the restaurant they were at last night. She was like, yeah, you talked about it on the podcast. That's how we found it. And I was like, oh, good for you. One of my, um, actually my EP for the writer's room is always like, can you just make itineraries? Of like the stuff that you do. She was like, you can sell them for like $20 a pop. Like people would do it. And I was like, I I just don't want to. I figure it could be lucrative. I just, I have no desire to do that. Some things I just don't want to monetize. Like some things I just like to enjoy. I don't mind sharing freely about the places I go and the things that I do. It's something I enjoy. And I hope other people can do some of those things and enjoy them as well. If they, you know, are so inclined. On top of that, I feel like if I do itineraries and then people go somewhere and like the food isn't good or the service is bad or the place is closed, they're just like, you sold me a whack itinerary. I want my money back. I'm like, I'm not trying to hear that shit. There's more to it than, oh, here are the places I go. Here's a list of whatever. Then I got to like get graphic designers and design the shit. I don't want to do all that. I'd rather just tell you. And if you're so inclined to listen and just write down the places, have at it. Enjoy. Good, good news. It's not good black news, but it's good news to me nonetheless. Kim Cattrall, a.k.a. Samantha Jones, is returning to Sex in the City. I am so deeply excited. 
I knew I more than liked Samantha. I knew I had warm fuzzies for Samantha. Carrie is still my favorite character on the show. On the original show. Nicole Ari Parker is actually my favorite character on the reboot. But on the original show, Carrie is still my favorite character. Samantha is a very close second. I mean, like 51 to 49. That's how I feel about them. Samantha didn't appear in and just like that. They tried to make up for the va-va-boom and the sexiness that she brought to the show by introducing the real estate agent, the Indian character. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. So she was giving Samantha Jones energy, and she did good. I enjoyed her character, but there's only one Samantha Jones, and the show needed her. I thought it just like that was good. I watched it every week. I talked about it on the podcast. I wrote about it on social media. I was really into the show, but it needed Samantha. And I said, I said at the time, it needs Samantha. And I was like, two, Samantha was very vocal. Kim Cattrall, rather, was very vocal and was like, I'm not doing this shit. She and Sarah Jessica Parker do not get along. There is a longstanding beef. There was some interview with Sarah Jessica Parker and they asked her, and I want to say it was after, it was either after and just like that or maybe midway through, but they asked her, so is there ever a possibility? And she was like, look, given the public back and forth, the disdain and bad feelings, like the chapter is closed, it's not going to happen. The creator of the show, I think it's Darren Starr, said about the same thing. He was like, it's a wrap, like let it go. So I let it go. And I was like, I wish they could have cut the check. I know Samantha said she would never do that shit. She was over it. She wasn't working with Sarah Jessica Parker. Money changes things. Money changes things. And I was like, look, cut the check. She has a number. Meet it. She'll do it. Apparently, they met the number because Variety, in an exclusive, announced earlier this week. They were like, yeah, so Samantha's coming back to the show on very interesting terms. The new season of And Just Like That, a.k.a. The New Sex in the City, starts on June 22nd. Samantha will appear in the final episode. I read this story in Variety. It gives, I kind of think it's a spoiler. So I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil it for you. I I like the information, but some people just want to know nothing. So I'll just say her role has already been filmed. She had no interaction with the other women of the cast or with the showrunner. Because she don't fuck with Sarah Jessica Parker and she don't fuck with Darren Starr either. Okay. But she did it. Variety does not list the amount she was paid to appear. Because I really want to know. It's not my business. It's none of my business at all. I just want to know what the number was. Like, what was the number that you were like, fine, I'll do it. I also read that the chairman and CEO of HBO had to call Kim Cattrall directly and personally to be like, hey, so this is what we need. Whatever conversation they had, Variety describes it as putting her stilettos back on as Samantha. And she decided to say yes. God bless whatever he said to her in that conversation and whatever check was cut. We got to wait to the end of the season, which is actually really great marketing. It's like, okay, you want to see Samantha? You have to watch this whole season to understand the story. So when she shows up, it'll all make sense. You'll understand what happened. It's actually really good marketing. It's actually really great marketing, too, for um, Kim Cattrall's other show. I know some people said they were like, well, Kim Cattrall had to do it because she ain't working. I'm like, hmm. She's the lead of a new series on Netflix called Glamorous. It also premieres on June 22nd, literally the same day that Sex and the City premieres. But again, her character doesn't appear until the final episode. So there's not a conflict for her, at least. There's not a conflict for me either. Like, I can watch more than one good show at a time. And just like that, great. And Glamorous, wonderful. We can do both. She's also, I'm still reading on Variety. She's currently starring in a film 
with Robert De Niro. It's called About My Father. I'm not familiar. I didn't hear anything about that one. But I like De Niro and I like Kim Cattrall. I keep calling her Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. More than anything, I can't wait for Nicole Ari Parker. She is... <laughs> this came up at dinner last night. We were talking about And Just Like That. And I was saying that... Um, I was like, remember the Sex in the City movie? There were complaints at the time, valid complaints, that there weren't enough black people in the Sex in the City universe. So when they did the movie... In responding to complaints, they introduced this character that was Carrie's assistant. Jennifer Hudson was this country girl who just moved to New York City and really ain't know nothing about fashion, but was efficient in like dealing with Carrie's. She didn't really keep up with technology. And so Jennifer Hudson's character, the assistant, stood in the gap. And as a reward for a job well done, Carrie bought her this bag and I remember it was the ugliest bag I'd ever seen everyone thought so but Jennifer Hudson and I'm sure she was directed to act this way but she went full like what's the maid from um gone with the wind she was like oh my god my very own Louis Vuitton <laughs> I mentioned Jennifer Hudson last night and and the guy sitting next to me at the table like immediately said that line and he was like it was so embarrassing it was awful and I remember at the time, I may have written it at the time. It's like over 10 years ago. I was like, I don't understand how the creators of the show heard backlash about the lack of black people and decided, you know what we should do? A black assistant. We wanted somebody who was on par with the rest of the ladies in terms of career, in terms of fashion, in terms of wit, in terms of lifestyle, all of that. Nicole Ari Parker on Sex in the City is the black Carrie Bradshaw that I've always wanted. The episode where they went to her house and she had all that amazing, expensive black art all over the place. And then all the fabulous black people that were sitting at her table. We didn't even know what all those black people did. We just knew they was fabulous. And then her finance husband and her three cute kids and then pulling up in the car with the driver. But sis had long money. It might be new money, but it was long. That's the part that counts. But I was like, yes, yes. This is who I always wanted. I want her to have a spinoff. Sex in the City is still primarily about Miranda and Charlotte and Carrie, which is fine. Like, I get that they're, they're the original girls. I really am just mostly interested. Carrie, I want to see what happens with her, obviously. But I'm far more interested in what Nicole Ari Parker has going on. Even when I used to recap the show, I don't care who, like, the episode was really about. I would just post pictures of Nicole Ari Parker and her fabulous little over-the-top outfits. I loved it. I love her. She's actually a really nice woman. I met her a couple of times. You got the nerve to be that beautiful. Still. Still. At like 50 plus. Lovely woman. Shannon Sharp, he's out at Fox Sports. Almost. He's going to stick around until after the NBA Finals and then he's out. He's taking his podcast with him, Club Shay Shay. He does really good interviews. I don't watch the whole show. I just see the snippets. But I enjoy his conversation and his cadence. And whoever's producing the show and like booking the guests is doing a good job too. He'll be fine. He'll still keep his stylist. And he'll be able to buy all the Louis Vuitton duffels. He has a, a beautiful collection of bags. I'm surprised nobody's done a story on it. He has a large and vast and lovely collection of designer duffel bags. Remember he used to post his food every day? Every morning he would post his breakfast. There would always be a bag on the floor besides the food. That's how I started noticing the bags. He'll be fine. I would love to see his closet. He has beautiful clothes. Remember he was like trying to fight somebody? He got grown man mad and tried to fight somebody. He was sitting on the sidelines. I still don't know what that was about. He apologized for his behavior at the time. It was a lot. 
But then everybody was like, what the fuck is he wearing? Some people said it in a good way. Other people said it in a bad. But that sweater was like, was it $3,000, $5,000? But it sold out. I don't particularly care for the sweater, but he looked good in it. He's a massive man. For his birthday every year, he posts a picture with his shirt off. I was like, you could do it more often if you want. You could start the month out that way. Be very nice. Let us see your progress or your maintenance. I just want the man to take his shirt off. Is that shameful? I didn't mean it to be. It didn't say where he's taking his talents. It did say that he's leaving because he doesn't get along with his co-host, Skip Bayless. I remember they got into a huge argument on the show. I imagine there were issues before that and they just never got really resolved afterward. I'm reading this on the New York Post only because they tend to be a little saucy with the details. They say people close to Sharp, they said he didn't want to be a leader on the show. He wanted to be an equal in the program's topic selection. He said another issue was that Shannon Sharp is very close with LeBron James and his co-host has been hard on James over the years. Hmm... That ain't a reason to give up a bag. There's something else going on there. The New York Post said it's unclear at this time what Fox Sports will do to replace Sharp on the show. Everybody will be fine. I wish this article said how much he was getting paid. Again, not my business. Completely not my business. Just being nosy. But remember we found out how much Don Lemon was getting paid on the morning show? Seven million USD. And I was like, Don, you could have been a morning person. You could have talked to them white ladies a little nicer behind the scenes for seven million USD. I'd perk up. Or maybe Don was just over the shit. Maybe Shannon was too. I still want to know how much he was getting paid. I'm just nosy. I ain't going to ask though. I mean, not to their faces. I know what that feels like. I told you, um, maybe I didn't tell you. I, I wrote about it on social media and a lot of people related. But I talked about like these last three weeks that I've been in the UK and Europe. Sometimes I'm in predominantly white spaces and, you know, it's fine. I was fully aware of where I was moving to when I moved. Oddly enough, like the encounters that I've had, say for the lady that lives downstairs, my encounters with crazy have not been from British folks or Europeans. It's all these white Americans that are here bringing their white American bullshit across the pond. Several times since I've been back, somebody has asked me like, oh, what do you do? Before you even ask me like my name or how are you? They just skip straight to what do you do? And it's just a weird question for me. Like, why? You don't care to know my name. You don't care to ask how I'm doing. You don't want to make small talk about the weather. You just want to jump exactly to what do you do? And the way it's asked, it always seems very, it comes out as what did you do? But it it reads as how did you get here? And at first I used to say like, oh, I do a podcast. And then it became, and you can afford this doing a podcast. I'm not explaining my salary to you. People will point blank ask, how much do you make? Who the fuck are you? That's between me and the IRS. For me, it's a very invasive question. And it comes up at like the weirdest of times. But the other day I was standing in line getting ice cream and the woman just turned around and she was like, oh, where are you guys from? And she had an American accent. The girl who was with me said, New York. I didn't say anything. And then she said, what do you guys do? Ma'am, you haven't introduced yourself. I don't know your name. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what you do. I don't know why you're here. Why are you asking me such a personal question? It's just weird. I wrote about it online. Most of my readership is black. Most of them had had similar experiences and they were like, yes, oh my God, I hate this shit. This one person responded, it was on a troll page and they said, you deserve to be called the N-word often. 
like, what the fuck is wrong with people online, yo? It's me or like people online are really getting crazier and crazier. It's always been, actually not in like the early years, 2011, 2012, like when I first got online, like people were normal. People actually acted like they recognized that there was another human on the other side of the screen name. Now it's just a free-for-all. But like just this week, there's been three major celebs that have just been like, you know, basically stop this shit. Ari Lennox popped back at people talking about her. Lizzo had a full flip out, which totally justified. Like it was an, it was an overdue flip out because the way people talk about Lizzo, it's, it's too much. Like she's been the same size, like all along. I don't understand why people repeatedly need to tell her, like you think that she should lose weight. That people feel like they need to tell her that constantly as if she's not aware of her own size is ridiculous. And rude as fuck. Like, people say these really nasty things about her and then tag her specifically so she sees it. So you desire her to lose weight and you think that by calling her names and fat shaming her, this will encourage her to do so? If you don't like the way Lizzo looks, don't look at Lizzo. I used to follow Lizzo online. Lizzo was constantly showing her ass. Like, I was like, every day the girl was twerking in the camera. I like Lizzo. I ain't want to see Lizzo's ass every day. So I don't follow Lizzo. Now I don't see Lizzo's ass every day. It's a simple solution. But Lizzo cursed everybody out. And she was like, you come on this platform and you say the most evil shit to me day in and day out because I'm fat. Like, really? Because I'm fat. Like, you think it's acceptable to dehumanize me in this way. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what she said. And she was like, every day I think about, like, quitting and just go move to a farm. Me, my man, and my money and live my life. Because this shit... It's too much. Damson Idris, he catches hell for dating Lori Harvey. He rarely even posts. Like, I followed him for years. But he posted something the other day, too. And he was like, every day, every day, something new. And he was like, give it a rest. Mind your business. He's had enough, too. And then Ari Lennox. Ari's flipped out a few times before. But she's another one. Just gets dragged for like, hold on. I just got updated. My laundry's on its way. Come on, laundry. Come on, baby. Am I the dot or am I like the location thing? I think he's the dot. Wait, the dot disappeared. Oh, because the dot's downstairs. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. I got my laundry, got my dry cleaning. We good to go. If I do go to Beyonce, I got something to wear. This is good. What was I saying about Ari Lennox? They drag her for no reason, too. At one point, I had to ask. I was like, did Ari Lennox do something? That I don't know about. People just come for her in a very visceral way. And I'm like, what did she do that y'all stay on her neck like this? I think I actually asked it on Facebook. And I was like, can somebody fill me in? Because I don't know. And they were like, no, she's just a brown girl in the public eye. That's it. She really don't do nothing. I was like, oh. But she's fed up too. Social media people can be mean. They can also be delusional. I was reading this story last night. It's a very sad story. Gosh, what is this woman's name? I don't want to call her the man's wife. The lady does have a name. I wasn't familiar with her. I don't watch Wildin' Out. I didn't know who she was. Miss Jackie O. She's, um, she was 32 years old. She had three children with DC Young Fly. It's her long-term partner. She decided to have surgery. She wanted to get a mommy makeover. I saw that she had posted pictures with the doctor, the surgeon. But she died. She didn't survive the surgery, which is tragic. Tragic because, yes, she's the mother of of three people. But even if she didn't have children, it would be equally as tragic. Like, she's still a 
whole human, a whole person who died. Across social media, I've been seeing people post their condolences for sure. But I've also seen people be like, why do women keep doing this? Like, why do they keep having these surgeries? Like, why do they keep botching their bodies? Why are all these women doing mommy makeovers or BBLs or boob jobs or injections in their face or butt or whatever? To which I ask, like, are y'all really asking that question like with a straight face? I don't know about your internet. Maybe my feed is the only feed that this occurs on. And I don't follow a bunch of like fuck nigga type people. Most of the pages that I follow or people I friend on Facebook are people I know or accounts that I follow that, you know, people have, I don't know, like-minded, what I think of as good sense. I don't really follow too many ratchet pages or ignorant pages. I follow a couple entertainment blogger sites. Maybe that's where I see like most of this commentary. But I feel like every single day I log on to social media and in some form, women are being shamed. It could be for their lifestyle. It could be for their values, goals. There's a huge backlash for women who work, have degrees. There's also a backlash against women who would prefer to be housewives. I'm like, so what? You don't want women to work, but you don't want them to be housewives either? Okay. But a lot of the criticism is based on women's appearance. I mean, we just talked about Lizzo. She's probably an extreme example, but the kind of commentary that is aimed at Lizzo is aimed at women in general. Like, even if you're not considered quote and unquote fat, there's still criticism about is your butt too big? Is it too small? Are your arms too big? Is your back too big? The model for summer has unbig your back. Are your, are your titties too small? Are your titties hanging too low? Are your lips too big? Is your nose too big? Do you have edges? How are your edges are laid? It's just a nonstop critique of everything about women. But I'm just specifically in this moment going to speak about women's bodies. And I'm like, I don't understand how you could think women would not want to have plastic surgery, given the way people talk about women's bodies. Like women's worth has always been equated with their physical appearance. That's not necessarily new, but the way people talk about it. So what's the word I want to use as a transaction And again, it's always been that way to some degree, but it's just like really in your face. And it's like, if you're not deemed attractive, you're basically considered worthless. When the cult leader was alive, he would literally rank women on a scale of one to 10. I didn't follow him very closely, but I don't ever remember anyone being deemed more than a seven, even beautiful, beautiful women. I remember that situation with Nia Long and there was this whole thing on on Twitter and guys were like, Nia Long's not that fine. Like Nia Long? Like people say really nonsense things, but it's so many people saying it. I think even people with high confidence and and strong self-esteem who know who they are and know their worth and things like that. You hear that shit day in and day out. You may start to question it. One of the things the cult leader also used to say, and he was like, you know, it doesn't matter how attractive a woman is. Like if she's over 25, like she's losing her looks. By the time she hits 30, 35, she's hit a wall. I've also been on pages where women have, mothers specifically, who've been showing their postpartum bodies. For the vast majority of people, there isn't a three-month or a 30-day snapback. Everybody's body behaves differently. Some people get more stretch marks. Some people get sagging in their stomach. I mean, you just carry the whole human. Like, shit happens to your body, which is normal. But I've seen women post, like, things online of their postpartum bodies 
most of the comments will be encouraging, but there's always like some men who find their ways into the comments to be like, yo, you need to get that shit fixed. That's ugly. I remember there was this viral post this guy had written in and he was saying that like his girlfriend just had a baby and he's not attracted to her post baby body because her stomach sags and she has stretch marks and he doesn't want to be with her anymore. And I want to say like the baby was three or four months. And obviously women in the comments were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like she just had your kid. Tons of men were in the comments was like, yo, bodies be going to shit. Like nobody wants to fuck them anymore. But we've created a culture around having a snapback body where every woman thinks that they're supposed to have it. Do you think it's possible at all possible that women like Jackie O, perhaps Jackie O herself, heard shit like that and was like, I want to be as beautiful as I can for as long as I can because I want to be treated like I have worth. Like, do you think that's possible? Like, Jackie O is a mother of three. I read that her youngest is under a year old and she's going to get a mommy makeover. Like, has her body completely healed from the last baby? You had three kids, too. Like, your body is not supposed to look like it did before you had three kids. But you wanted to. I don't fault her. Like, people are like, why would she do that? Like, it's so vain. Like, she put her life in jeopardy, and now these kids don't have a mama. You got to put the context back in. And it's not just as simple as like, oh, I just want a dope body because I'm vain. It's I want a dope body so that people don't treat me like shit. So that I still am considered to have value. Now, all these people, like, I don't know why she would do that. Do you really not? Do you really not? Maybe you don't say it directly to people. Maybe you're not bringing stuff directly to folks with your criticisms like folks do to Lizzo. But people read all that shit. People see all that shit. We really fully talk about like the current pressure that is put on women to look one particular way. It's not varied at all, which really is a BBL body. It's not a body that comes natural to most people. That story just makes me really sad. Like she was going to get her body done for a reason. Also, let me acknowledge too, because I've had, um, because I've had a plastic surgeon come on the show and she was talking about her clients and she was like, no, it's like sometimes people are doing it absolutely because they want to attract partners or they want to be sexy to other people. And she was like, other people do it because they feel like it because they have an idea in their head of what they want to look like. And so they're doing it for themselves. I fully acknowledge that people have plastic surgery for a variety of different reasons. Maybe there's something that you've always not liked and now you have the money to change it. It'll make you feel more confident. Sure. But I also, again, like feel like you got to put the context back in. Why don't you like this thing? Why don't you think this thing is beautiful? Who told you it wasn't beautiful? Like, is it something that you came up with in your head? Or have you been criticized about it or made fun about it? Or you've seen people be criticized about it and made fun about it. You're like, oh, I have that thing that people talk about real bad. And I don't want that anymore. My condolences to the family of Miss Jackie O. She's not the first woman who's died on an operating table trying to make herself more beautiful. And unfortunately, she won't be the last. If you want to prevent stories like this, we all have to change our narratives and the way that we speak about women and their worth and, and the beauty standards. As long as we judge women's worth by their appearance, there's going to be a whole lot more Miss Jackie O's. Last but not least, I saw... Why do I want to call him Adam Silver? Is that his actual name? The head of the NBA. Oh, I want to call him Adam Silver because that's his name. Adam Silver and the NBA have decided what's going to happen to John Morant. But we also happen to be in the middle of the NBA finals. And so he made an announcement to say that he's going to make an announcement about John Morant after the NBA finals. 
I think they're going to kick him out. But we'll see after the finals. All right. That's the episode. I'll be back on Tuesday. Will I still be in London? I don't know. I got to buy this ticket. All right. Bye.